Welcome back to Tasmania, you couple over there. Uh, story gets round. Hey, it's so good to see. Hey, I'm Scott. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, Chris and Leanne, wow. Do you come here, do you? <laughs> do you come here normally? Oh, that's good. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, that's Reverend Chris and Leanne Orlick, if you didn't know. They're awesome couple and just still amazing people, and we all are. Um, this is exciting. Hello to those watching online. This is the first time I've ever preached to a live audience out in that land. I think I've got everything switched on. It's going well. You're happy, Liz? Nathan? Yep, I'm not too noisy. That's good. Yep, it's gone green. Yep, we're smiling. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, I think that's great. We want to grow deeper, but let's, let me just carry on from where Bronnie was first. New Mornings is doing garden out there. So if you want to go and help, that's a good thing. But if you want to go out to City Mission out there, <laughs> you can buy all the stuff at the new garden centre. And it's amazing, and that can help that. So is that good, how I tie that in? <laughs> Can't be outdone by you, Bron. Um, uh, it's going to be an interesting morning. Uh, I just want to share what I feel that's <coughs> on my heart to share. I, and however that comes out, let's just see where it goes. I think your worship this morning was phenomenal. Abby, you're amazing. <laughs> this church, the worship's pretty amazing. Um, it's grown a lot. Um, brilliant guitar playing, drumming, tromboning, <laughs> piano, and golly me, that saxophonist, my goodness, Robert. How long have you been playing? 40 years now? <laughs> but it's just, just, it's just great to worship God. <clears throat> There's a story. A minister like Chris, <clears throat> he was somewhere <clears throat> preaching and he took over this pastorate and he was there and he had great faith as Chris does. <laughs> I'm thinking I'd do this for a while. He had great faith. And he was preaching up a storm every Sunday. Well, then a, a massive, this was in America, a massive storm just absolutely broke. And the town got flooded. And the ch church where he was at at the time started to go under. And a canoe came up to Chris, a big Canadian thing, a double thing, and said, Pastor, you need to get in. You know, you could drown, it's getting worse, the flood. Oh no, God's gonna save me, Chris says. Is that okay if you use your name? <laughs> well, too bad if you don't like it anyway. Um, and Chris said, oh, it's okay, God's gonna save me. And the, the flood got worse and the waters rose and he, they found Chris, not Liam, Liam, somewhere else, but they found, found Chris on the top roof. This is just a story, okay? It's not real. <clears throat> on the roof, and he's praying to God, and a speedboat came up and said, Pastor Chris, you need to jump in this speedboat quick. It's, the, the levee's going to break, and the water's going to come in, and it's going to go right now. No, God's going to save me. I have faith. Um, the levee did break. And they found Chris at the top of the steeple holding on to dear life. And a helicopter came down and um, 
the rescuer said, Pastor, we need to get you out of here. You're going to drown. No, God's going to say, well, in the end, he drowned. Uh, he went to heaven. Obviously, again, this is a story. <laughs> <laughs> he went to heaven and he had an audience with God and said to God, I've served you in the church for years. How come you didn't? I, I cried out for you. You know, why didn't you do a miracle and save me while I sent two boats and a helicopter? <laughs> and I want us to see this morning God is in every small detail of your life, and some of you don't even know. No. Oh, I have no idea what I did. Am I? I'm still there. So. Janice, thanks for being my encouragement. <laughs> God is in every detail of your life, and I want to bring that out. I don't know where it's going to go, but let's pray. Because I want to speak into the fact that we can, we can have faith, we can believe, but there's a lot of doubt and unbelief today, a lot of doubt and unbelief, and I want to look into that. And I want to br my hope is at the end of it that you will have hope and joy. And like there's a scripture, Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. May the God that we serve, we believe in, we confess, we speak of, fill you with all joy and peace. And something happens when you get filled with joy and peace as you trust in him. I want us to, at the end of this time together to learn how to trust in him, to learn how to realise that he's here every day watching us no matter what you're going through. Uh, that you may overflow. Who wants to overflow with hope? Can you say uh, overflow? Overflow. Well, that's what we should be, overflowing with hope so others can be affected, growing together, making disciples by the what? By the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what it says in Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joint peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father God, we come to you. Thank you that we can celebrate together. Thank you that we can just join together. I pray that you'll um, open our hearts so that you'll just draw us close to you, that you'll help us to see how integral you are in every part of our lives, that every sort of thing is already ordained, and we thank you in Jesus' name. As I prayed then, I thought of a scripture already ordained, uh, Psalm 139, I love that scripture that says, all the days before they were ever made. But what does it say? Does anyone know? Planned. Planned. No, no one wants to participate this morning. <laughs> Let's, uh, I might actually turn to it. Psalm 139. Unless someone's got it quickly. <laughs> Trip hazard. <coughs> all the what was it say? All the days. I love it. Now, three or four verses back says that I was wonderfully formed, 
I was wonderfully formed. You were wonderfully formed. Singers were great. <laughs> you were wonderfully formed. We were wonderfully formed in our mother's womb. And everything, all our days, amazingly, have been planned out for us. But we can get to a point that we can, um, a little bit like the minister when he got to heaven and he said, God, where were you? Well, I sent the canoe, I sent the boat, I sent the helicopter, we can doubt. And I'm pretty sure there's people sitting here today that don't trust in God. I'm pretty sure that there's people here that um, might even doubt in God, might even doubt God exists. That's okay. You're in good company. Um, there was Abraham doubted God when God said to him, you're going to be the father of many nations. He was a hundred. Um, if you read what it says in Genesis, he fell on the floor and laughed. Um, Thomas, you've heard Thomas in the Bible, he's called the doubting Thomas. Well, I don't believe Jesus is alive. Um, you'll have to show me. By the, you know, and then Jesus appeared to him and said, well, Thomas, look, look. <laughs> look, look, I'll stay away. And, and uh, no, no, that's all right, I'm happy. <laughs> um, and I, I think um, Jesus said, well, you believe because you've seen. But blessed are those who believe and they have never seen. Um, John the Baptist doubted. <clears throat> and you know John the Baptist, my goodness, he was the cousin of Jesus. I don't know if you realise that. <clears throat> and... John the Baptist was in Elizabeth's womb and Jesus was in Mary's womb. They were in the same house. They leapt, the, the babies leapt together, remember that, as they fulfilled with the Spirit. But they would have grown up together. But when John was preparing the way for the Lord and baptising, um, he saw Jesus come and said, here's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Wow, he knew that. However, he went through a challenging time when he was put in prison. He was put in prison and he doubted. He said to his disciples, go and ask Jesus, is he the one or should we expect someone else? That's John the Baptist, doubted. Most of the disciples, when Jesus rose from the dead and they met with him, it says in the scripture, I think it's... Um, Matthew 28, the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Some doubted. And I look at the church today, this is thousands of years ago. Let's go forward to today where we are at today. I'm pretty sure that most of you have been going through struggles. If you're alive today, sitting here, you've had struggles at some point. Whether you've lost family that's close or just struggles, whatever, and you wonder, where is God in that? Am I the only one? Uh, we've, there's a lady somewhere in Launceston, I can't think of a name, but Bronwyn knows her, 
um, she was a ministry, she was in Spain, I think, ministering, and uh, serving the Lord with great passion and zeal, only to come and find the two young children around 10 and 12 dead in the bath. Where's God in that? Oh, but God, you've ordained my days before every, anyone was made. Where, where, where does it get to a point where we really believe what we believe? Because I struggle to believe that there is a God sometimes when I hear that sort of thing. I'm just being real. Is that okay? <laughs> I don't run this church, so I can say what I like. <laughs> but I'm just, being, I'm just being real that what we've seen in church, and I, I want to thank you for the ones that have been so faithful in church. You know, the, the older couple, Judge, good to see you today. Awesome. And um, it's so good that you're being faithful, the older generation. You know, the Prestons, what you used to do back in the youth group days that Bronnie and I used to go to was phenomenal. But we can be involved in church all our life. We can do things in church and never experience something in God. We can come and sit here in church for years and years and sing these songs and go, oh, that's nice, and never experience God. I look back and at my life and I see the fingerprints of God all the way. And for those that know me closely, you would have heard me say, Greg, you would have heard this, um, that's a God's thing, that's a God thing, that's a God thing. My brother would say, no, everything's a God thing because you're breathing, everything's got associated with God. But I see things and I go, wow, that's not a coincidence, a God thing. It's a God thing. Bronnie hears me all the time. That's a God thing. A couple of Sundays ago, <coughs> I had to work and I was working at 10.30 to about 1 <clears throat> and I knew a, a manager of a, a hotel in Burnley was going to ring me because he wanted me to come and um, rescue a client that I had in the hotel and um, I knew he was going to ring me at a certain time around 10.30 and I thought, oh dear, I'm going to be working, I won't be able to do it. Well, the job I had to do started early at about 8 o'clock and finished around 10.30 as, and I didn't have my phone, but as I walked into this place where I had the phone on charge, as I went to pick it up, it rang. <laughs> and it was the guy wanting me to come down the burn and I just went, I said to Brian, want to hear a God story? <laughs> She goes, oh, what, another one? <laughs> but I've I got millions of them. I've got millions of them. Well, probably not that many. But, but even this morning, I, I, I wondered, I was, you know, I'm all over the place half the time. I try and bring it together. But I felt before I left home that I had to say a scripture, that one I read out. And I said, oh, when I got here, I thought, no, I won't. And then Kurt, wherever you are, Kurt, started praying, oh God, I pray that your joy and peace would be in this place. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you're joking. And, and then Nerody comes up to me and says, oh, you're on after I speak Jesus. That's the last song we sang. 
and I nearly, I was crying when I was down there because I felt like ringing narrowly and saying, look, you've probably never heard of this song. It's a charity gale song. It's called I Speak Jesus. Can you have that beforehand? But I didn't ring her because I thought, it's too new. Baptist Church, you know, likes to sing songs that are about... And I look at the fingerprints of God <clears throat> and I'm astounded. I just can't believe it and I enjoy. Like I'm not saying, when, when I'm up here, don't go thinking, oh, Scott's a holier than that. Man, I've got more problems than the early settlers. So have you. <coughs> Except Bronwyn. <laughs> She's a Holy Spirit. She keeps me alive. But I, I can't believe, and I, I remember one story I was... Um, this is before an experience happened to me in April last year, but a minister in Burnie said to me, look, would you come and preach at our church? And I said, oh, look, no, no it's okay, I'm, no. But he kept on hounding me for years, just, well, come and preach at the church, come and in the end, I said, oh, yeah, okay, Scotty, I'll, I'll come down. <clears throat> but it was about eight months out. Eight months out because I wasn't in Ari. And um, what happened prior to that, our son went through some challenging, some of you would know what he went through, some very challenging times. And it was a week before that I had to go up there and rescue Sam from the situation. It's all on YouTube with Sam's stuff. Um, he's on fire for God, really on fire. Amazing things happen. Sam can be... Very full on, <laughs> very full on, but it's amazing to see his faith and strength and it makes me proud <laughs> as a dad because all I want to do, I don't care what my kids do in life, I really don't. All I do, I want them to make sure they're saved and on fire for Jesus. And we went up there and I had to rescue Sam from the situation. It was a disgusting, horrible situation. I brought him back down here and it was like World War III and Bronwyn said to me, <clears throat> on that Saturday, you're preaching at that church at Lifehouse, don't, probably be best if you didn't preach, because <laughs> we weren't getting on well, if you understand what I mean. <clears throat> and um, I, I said, oh no, look, I've said I'll do it, and we got back, and Sam's already said to me, I don't want to be involved in church. Doesn't mean he doesn't have something brewing there, he just doesn't want to be involved. Um, Bronwyn said to him that Sunday morning, our oh, dad's preaching at church. And he went, oh, I haven't heard dad preach since I was a I might come. So he came. And I preached this simple message about what it is to be a believer in Christ. And I wore a T-shirt called Diesel. Do you know the Diesel brand? Judge, you know the D-I-E-S-E-L. I preached the message out here years ago. Simple message about what it is to be a believer. Sam came up to me after and said, Dad, I see it now. I see what I need to do. Just like that. No emotion. But he could see what he needed to do. And I saw in that moment, it went from there and dropped a foot into his heart. And that began the journey, didn't it? Began the journey of Sam's salvation. And then the Spirit got a hold of him and he went mental. And he's still crazy for Jesus. <laughs> 
He's so crazy for Jesus. He believes that we need to speak Jesus into every situation. He rang up a guy called, has anyone heard of Kyle and Jackie O on radio? Yeah, he rang up. Yeah, I know that's a bit rough. We won't be talking too much about it, but you can go online and hear Sam ring up Kyle and hear the healing that happened into Kyle through Sam. They thought he was Pastor Dan when he rang up, so they called him, oh, it's priest Dan on the phone, but it's Sam, and he prayed for Kyle's back to be healed on the radio, and it was. And you, you hear the story, how amazing God is, and this happened about a month ago. God, I'm trying to tell you, God is real. It's, he's real. He's not hanging around here. <laughs> he's everywhere. Yet we can still doubt. Oh, John in that prison, is it really Jesus? Is he the one? The Bible says in Matthew 6.34, do not worry about tomorrow. Why do we worry? Because we are uncertain that God doesn't really know what he's doing or is it just a natural thing? Is it just something that we just do? We just worry. We worry warts. I don't know. Now, oh dear, oh dear. I, I might grab that. Yeah, I'll just... Yeah, I wonder if we just worry. Um, I'm going to bring it right home. A lot of you know of pastors and ministers around the world that have fallen into sin or shocking stuff that's been revealed to them when they have passed on. Tell me this doesn't play with your mind and you think, okay... If you believed what you preached, why were you living? I know when Bronnie and I left here at the Baptist Church back in the 90s, we went up to our church up there and we thought it was great, but eventually to find out that our minister was a pedophile. I've got my doubts. I got home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish now with this story. And this, I hopefully, will encourage you to see that God is in the canoe, in the boat, in the helicopter. He's in the small parts of your life every day. You've just got to see it. I can't recall the amount of times I've gone somewhere and it's just a God thing or I've seen something or it's a God thing. One, this guy died, but when I was walking through the hospital in Burnie one day, a guy in a ward was just picking up his phone to dial me and he saw me walk past the ward and went, Scott, I need help. And here you are walking past my ward that's a God thing. He said that. <laughs> I said, yep, that's what happens. 
it's incredible as you, as you start to realise that God is with you no matter what. No matter through all that hard stuff that you would go through, through the death of those two children, through the, your kids that can suffer so much stuff, God is right in the midst. You might not understand it, but he's there. In April last year, I'm going to finish with this, I got home and I really was wondering whether God was real because of what I'd seen in the church, what I'd witnessed, um, the way Christians, sorry, treat each other. You'd hear someone say, oh, I'll never go to that church. What's the name going to say? Oh, she's a nice person. Oh, no, she's a... And you go, oh. All this stuff's in my mind. I'm sitting there just worshipping on the piano, worshipping a God I think I believe in. And I'm, the lights are out, it's dark, it's a Friday night and our children don't live there anymore. Sam's gone to Sydney, we kicked Georgia out down the road so really it's only just me and Bronnie. And we turned our home into a private B&B down the bottom that you can't hear nothing, can't hear anything. You wouldn't even know there's a mouse in the house. But occasionally you hear some music just in the room, that sort of thing, you know. Just because we have some good sound systems in one room and it's very loud sometimes, but you can just hear it. Well, this particular night, I don't know where Bronnie was, it was Friday night, and I'm just on the keyboard just thanking God for everything, but then at the same time saying, God, I, I really don't, I had an experience once in you when I became a Christian in the Baptist church when I was 18 and I got saved. But I cannot remember. I know I've got joy and peace and I can see something overflowing in my life, but I, I don't know if you're real. And I'm just praying out to God, God, if you're real, you know, Wash me, cleanse me. You know, I see all this stuff in the church. and I saw a minister once preaching such a powerful message and then going home and taking his own life. And I sort of think, what the heck are Christians on? Do we even know the real true God? That song says we speak Jesus, it brings freedom. Do I know that? Do you know that? We're bound with stuff and you sort of think, God, are you there? And here I am praying to God. <clears throat> God, please. And I've prayed this prayer and I've never prayed it before. I said, God, if you're real. I felt like Thomas, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. Has anyone ever prayed that prayer or am I the only? <laughs> Whoa. Okay, there's a few of us. <laughs> Whoa. That's the weirdest thing, Melody, like to be praying the prayer like that and then going, what's going to happen now? Is there a thousand angels going to be coming outside the window going, oh. <laughs> is, uh, uh, the Bible says that we entertain angels. Some of us have entertained angels and we don't know. So is there an angel here this morning? 
Have we entertained angels? Is there an angel about to come near me? Is something going to happen? I had no idea. Didn't know what to expect. But I did have this thought. Nothing will happen. So I turned the piano off, got up out of my room and walked out into the wherever it was, upstairs into the main area. Just then I heard this music and it got louder and louder and louder. And do you know what it was? <laughs> I was going to play it on the piano, but this thing's not turned on. <clears throat> Whoever was, we've had, we've had three, four hundred people staying in that room downstairs, but on this day, this night, Friday night, 7.30 odd, the music got louder and louder and louder and all I could hear was, how great is our God, sing with me how great. <laughs> uh, a canoe, I don't want a canoe, I want a boat, no, a helicopter, no, I want something. You see God in the small things? <laughs> How great is our God. And I knew God loves me, but he also loves each one of us and he's there for us if you would call out. Saturday morning I get up, and this has never happened. We, we have cleaners that come in and clean, but Saturday morning we've got to do it ourselves. But, um, and it's never happened. As I go into the door, Whoever was in that room went and left the Bible open. Facing me as I walked in. Proverbs 13 and 14 about what a man is in God. <sighs> Do not worry about how you look. How you are, how you are in church or whatever, it's got nothing to do with it. But it's got everything to do with, do you know Jesus as your saviour? Because he'll, he'll change everything. I love the fact that my kids are saved and that Sam is so on fire and crazy for Jesus. I'd rather have someone crazy for Jesus than not. And Georgie. She loves Jesus with all her heart. And I know most of you do too. And you think, how could God use me with some of the stuff I've done? Well, that's in the past. <laughs> God's just waiting for you to say, here I am. Wholly available. I know I've mucked up. I know I've done some, a few things wrong, but here I am, wholly available. I want to grow deeper in you, Lord. I want to grow stronger. I want to grow together. Is that cool? So here's the challenge. You want joy and peace in your life? You want to experience joy and peace so you can have freedom that's overflowing? Come out now and stand in front and we'll pray for you. No. Go on after you have some meat out there and we have a fellowship time together, go home and just be silent before God. And just you and him. And just say, God, I want to know you more. Judge, I know you prayed that prayer and you want to know 
God more. Man, there's not one person here that hasn't mucked up in their life and done dumb things. I've done more dumb things than most of you. <laughs> Was that baby? <laughs> but God, yeah, and you don't have to be scared, like, what is God going to do? He's just going to come and sit with you in a gentle way and reveal himself to you. Why? Because he wants relationship with you. He doesn't want religion. He does not like religion. But he loves the relationship. So Father God, we just thank you as the band comes back up. Father God, we just thank you that we can speak the name of Jesus. I thank you that no matter what situation we can have, whether we doubt, or unbelief, Father, we see in your word that those people of old did too, but we can just sit and trust in you that you will just come and reveal yourself to us. Take us deeper into you. Take away those things that hinder our walk. And I pray that each one here will just grow in a greater love. And for those that don't know you, they'll just find you find you and realise how real you are. We ask this to bless us, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How great.